home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang, and before going to the cross, he sang. God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politics. It is Thursday on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Pastor Toby Talk Knox on the Water Boy. Stay with us. We got Pastor Tiago coming on from Brazil. From Brazil, and we're going to talk about the whole. Is it a January six repeat? Or I don't. Or, we never had whatever they think January six was, was. It's not even it a repeat. So. It's not a repeat of so whatever we think the repeat about. was. Yeah. They're pre and, presidential and, and stuff. Yeah, okay. whatever that's going on. And, Drama. And last Drama. night I'm walking out of. Practice. I was coaching. Uh, practice. Nine, nine, practice. Nine o'clock last night. I'm walking out and it was snowing. Yeah. It was snowing. It's still winter here. And then it was wet. It's kind of wet snow. I was like, oh, maybe it'll just melt. I'm not taking, I'm not getting my shovel out. And I still haven't got my shovel out. It's not enough to shovel. But no, there's not enough shovel. But, it, you know, it's blanketed. I, I had a light, light, nice little white blanket. So that's the yard. thing that asked me what's going on. <laughs> so how do we get from Brazil yeah. and January 6th to. You coaching and shoveling and winning. Uh, just you know, just he's just it's getting things end off of his, January, just getting things know. off his, his, his That's uh, it. chest. That's it, man. All right, people like me for that reason. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, ooh, this is a this is a new ad. Now is the time to sign up for a club membership. Ooh, at fightlaughfeast.com. Because it has an exclamation point. That's how you're supposed to read exclamation. You're points, doing good. You know, doing All good. Right. This year, oh, that's no more exclamation point. 
This year, Cross Politic will be dropping exclusive content into our club portal that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Some of this content will include a Bible study series with yours truly, if Neil ever tells me when I can start recording that again. (laughs) Pastor, oh, that's me, Pastor Toby, yeah, I'm going to do that. A special with New St. Andrews President, new uh, Ben Merkel, Mm -hmm. Dr. Ben Merkel, our backstage content, you know, most days we we, we hang out for a few more days, or a few more minutes. Yeah. And uh, sometimes days. How'd your time go with Chavo when we left? I needed about another hour. Was yeah. that? It was so good. Yeah, I, I, I for, felt like that was too short of an I asked interview. Asked for ten minutes, he gave me sixteen. Okay. So, you got it. Yeah, right, so yeah ca- that was wonderful. I, I, I was so blessed that. by that show. Yeah, 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 yeah seriously. Uh, probably also there'll be stuff uh, back there that Gabe hasn't even told yep. us about still, yet. That's, still working on that. That's how he does yep. things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when you sign up to become a club member, uh, you make us free, like Steven Crowder. So Ooh. again, Ooh. head on over <laughs> to fightlastfeast.com. When, when you sign it's a touchy up, subject right now. you set us up to say, say whatever needs to be said. Ooh, Are you right. done? Uh, that is true. That, that's, what that's what we want to do. So that get signed true. up today at fightlastfeast.com. <laughs> okay. So this is the year of Christian nationalism. Uh, right? Is it? I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I, I would think so. I, I think mean, the, at, least, at least the buzz. I There's a lot of buzz around Christian nationalism. The millennia. Of Christian nationalism. Yeah, All right. sure. We're on millennia yeah. two so of the rule of Jesus Christ. So it's a it, the Christian nationalism, it's a big it's a bit there's a lot of buzz going on this last year. And it, apparently Christian nationalism is not just a conservative thing. That's what everyone everyone well, thinks duh. that uh, you know, everyone thinks that Christian nationalism is like this conservative and maybe even white kind of there's maybe this white Which is really racist yeah, to really, think that yeah, y'all really, get Christian yeah. nationalism by yourself. I know, not not <laughs> the black people, you know, anyways. No. Um but uh and so uh, Biden yeah, uh, he came out. He, he, he was. He's a Christian nationalist. <laughs> yeah, yes, pretty much. Is. I mean, I mean, look at him in in the church. Before I went to the black church. Oh. Must have been a long time since he's been there, huh? Before I went so that was to, an Ebenezer. Everybody's been like, he ain't uh, never been to a black church. Like, y'all leave this man alone yeah. in his winter parts of his life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, he's yeah. forgotten probably what it was like. And he's yeah. like, man, it's been so long. I've really enjoyed yeah. this. And but, he's just enjoying the moment. But he's really there. Although. He's not like, that's not photoshopped. Well, he's there. Him. The spirit yeah, of yeah. the Lord isn't. But go yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah. In so, the atmosphere. So he was even preaching. Yeah, yeah he preached. president. He, so president. Mm-hmm. Apparently, liberal presidents are allowed to preach in the pulpit, not not was, conservative. Wasn't ones. the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ? But right. No, right, right, no. Yeah. So that's why. But, but so yeah, that is not Christian nationalism. Um, I, I no, kind of is. I don't know. I'm I'm, a little, I'm starting to get a little confused yeah. on the Christian nationalism. Liberal Christian nationalism. Oh, we got to put caveats in front of it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Godless Christian well, nationalism. Yeah, if the conservatives oh, are going to take Christian, Sodomite nation- Christian nationalism, well, they're going to have We're to take it there. from the left. <laughs> Christians, conservatives are. Because yeah. that's who's doing it right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. why the fight over Christian nationalism. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, Christian nationalism is rising up. The liberals are like, hey, don't you come for our Christian nationalism. Yeah, right, right. We're running this. <laughs> We're running it right We're now. We're the bosses. We got our own sermons. I don't okay. know. But this brings us to Chicago. Oh. So um, Lori Lightfoot Gabe. ends up in the pulpit. Gabe, why you got to do this? In, in Chicago. But yeah. it's kind of for a momentous occasion. Oh. Okay, um, do you want to? You want to? You, you have a little background. You got a little connection. Yeah. Here. Does she get another haircut? You know, it's hard to tell. I just don't know if she needs it's haircuts hard anymore. To tell, 
You know, I don't know if her hair grows that uh, way anymore. <laughs> oh, stop. There's so many I jokes. Just, no, you remember she got a haircut during, yeah. the, COVID, during the right? When, yeah. when, when the barbershops were closed down, yeah. it was she, illegal to get haircuts. And she got a haircut. She got a haircut. And even though she told everybody else not no. to, she yep. told them not to go partying, don't no. go to your neighbor's house, no. stay inside, stay home, don't go anywhere, yeah. get off the streets. Right. Uh, so Crazy. James Meeks. Is a pastor. He's been pastoring since I think he started the church in the late eighties, um, and he is in now Chicago. in Chicago, it's, it's, uh, south side of Chicago, so, Salem Baptist yes. Church, yep. and he's retiring. Okay. And he's passing. The reason why this is important is because he's passing off the reins to Charlie Dates. Now Dates, you, yeah, Charlie Dates. He kind of really popped on the evangelical. He's been going for a long time. He's been a known name inside of seminaries, inside of evangelicalism. But then MLK Fifty oh, yeah. is when he really. Uh, maybe that's where that's I, that's I, where I, everybody I really said, okay. "Oh, yeah. and he's electrifying speaker. He's got great rhetoric, and he's a fun guy yeah. to watch. And yeah. you see him, he's like, you get excited just watching Charlie Dates. Yeah. I mean, again, phenomenal mm-hmm. speaker and great rhetoric. Um, and so. He, Meeks is passing off the reins to dates. And so you have the sending off of one pastor and the inauguration of the other. Oh, mm-hmm. so, and, and Miss, Miss Lightfoot came in for this? Auntie decides to show up for she, it. She's like the bishop. Mm. Nobody wanted the job she has had to lead Chicago through a pandemic, but she has landed the city and herself on her feet, on our feet. She is our leader. She's here today with her family, and she's come to Salem in this moment to speak to us. Salem, would you please warmly receive our mayor, auntie, I mean, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. All right, now you know it's church. Don't act up in here. They, they acted up as soon as they decide to ask you to come up and have a few words. Now, just, just in case you don't understand yeah. this, um, she has a lesbian partner. Right. Mm-hmm. She's a lesbian. She wants to call him a wife or yeah. something like so, that. Yeah, that's yeah. what they, everybody wants you to call. Yeah, so right, right. Charlie Dates is taking over the church. Meeks is leaving the church. Mm. And the inauguration of Charlie Dates, he has a homosexual woman right. with her partner. Family. Come up to give some salu- some salutations to one and acceptance of the other and a little hope yeah. Yeah. for the future. Yep. Now, those of you who have your Bible— Pastor, did they really think I was going to come up here and talk to this congregation and not know my Bible? Well, they should have thought that. <laughs> well, you don't know because you don't know what a, 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 a husband is. Apparently, you don't, know, you don't know what a marriage is. You don't know what a family she is. She doesn't know what a pastor is. Uh, biggest church in Chicago, biggest black church in Chicago, 10,000, 10 to 16,000 wow. members, wow. something like that. Yeah. It's massive. Mm-hmm. And this man has been doing, Meeks has been doing this ministry for a long time, and she considers Meeks... To, uh, to be one of the, her most trusted friends. Advisors. And advisors. Friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. Dates, by the way, who has some reform tendencies, very educated theological Did man. Did he go to SB? I, I don't think uh, he went. Southern Baptist Theological Center. I don't think he went there, but he's he's okay. definitely connected to it. He was. Because he, he was, was, he was on, at MLK, MLK, MLK 50. 50. And was yeah. at one point a part of the SBC in some manner. And he's been on involved. Uh, we, I was just watching a video earlier of him on, uh, like, a he was on a conference call or on a uh uh, webinar with a bunch of SBC um, presidents from the colleges, the six colleges, hmm. and on the webinar, he he asked them it all the presidents. It, I don't think it was the president. I think it, what it was was the head of the executive committee, oh. him and other yep. black pastors. No, I think you're right. So it I was, think you're right. was the, at the the head of the yep. executive committee, which by the way is probably the 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 top of the SBC you can go. Right. Yeah. Um, I think even in one sense more important than the president. Yep. And he he basically asked, um, say, he, he say told him, Black Lives Matter. Say Black Lives Matter. 
He asked him to say it. Yeah. Say it. He yeah. said, say, say Black Lives Matter. You say it, say it, Pastor, say it. Right? And um, Whenever anybody does that. You I know. Just immediately, you just don't do it. Don't do it. And so. I told Knox, say White Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so he was upset because he didn't say it. And he said this is the same sort of connection really that happened uh, in the old SBC where they had this bifurcation of the soul of the black man from the body of the black man. And to this day, that yeah. that's why he couldn't say it was because he's still struggling with that. So um, that that is well, that'll come back up later. But let's just listen to a little bit of the sermon from yeah, Lori. Um, Lori. Yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse six, the Lord tells us, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee. What? King James? Nor forsake thee. So how do we apply that lesson to this moment? Great leaders build a legacy that can sustain them after they are gone. Great leaders make sure that there is someone else that they have been grooming to take over when it's their time to leave from the scene. Lord have mercy. Great leaders know that people of faith, they don't need a leader. They need their faith and they need to listen to the teachings of the Lord. (laughs) This hurts, man. Yeah. I mean, this hurts. They she should have been dragged out of there along with all the elders of the church and right. say, we will not have it. Yeah. We don't do that here. Right. Yeah. All of the Wakanda yeah. lines need to happen at this point right now. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. No, sir. Yeah. I want all my tithe offering back. What are y'all doing? Right. Yeah. So this is, I think, is this yeah. the last clip, Haley? I'm going to play this last clip. Uh, and there, then I, then I, I want to make the last a, clip for Lori. Here's the deal. At the end of this, she says, Hey, um, uh, Thank you, God bless. And she walks off. And as she's walking off, her homosexual partner comes up, hugs the first lady and the and the old pastor, and then they walk off. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, are you serious? Right. You just had a homosexual woman come up here, inaugurate your ministry, yeah. and then her partner come up, hug the first lady, the pastor, and then walk on the pulpit. Now, the reason why this strikes me really, really. And this is a Sunday church service, too. So Charlie Dates left the SBC. And he had a whole letter that he wrote why he left the SBC. And it was because the six seminary um, presidents came together and said, you can't have a biblical understanding and then embrace critical race theory. You have to outright reject it. Mm -hmm. And he was upset that the seminary presidents rejected critical race theory and that was the last straw that broke the camel's back of why he had to leave an ungodly unholy unrighteous southern baptist convention Mm -hmm. these people don't know god and don't know his people oh we gotta go crt we gotta go and yet as he's getting inaugurated into the pulpit to declare the gospel of jesus christ all these abominations are right in front of his face an abomination walking up to the pulpit right Sir, I'm sorry you're disqualified. Yeah. You are not qualified in any way to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ if you cannot see yeah. what just happened That's in front right. of you. That's you right. need to retire, take off your, your clergy collar, and walk away. Shame on you, sir. Yeah. And then delete all of these people down that road yeah. without so much as a, any sort of rebuke. You should have never let her up there. 
<laughs> Ain't no welcome back. Go away. <laughs> How do you get any yeah. right to speak to yeah. what the SBC is doing right. when you in your own yard and house haven't cleaned up that mess? Right. And that's how you're going to start off pastoring this new mega yeah. church. Right. Shame on you, Charlie. Yeah. You know better. Yeah. And you called her auntie, bro. Yeah. Yeah. How could you? You desire the praise of men over everything. Right. I mean, if you were in that church, run. Yeah. If you're in that church, get out. This this cannot go well for you. Right. Ichabod has already been written over the front door. Right. And you are in danger. Your soul is in danger to be underneath a shepherd like that. He will not protect you. He is not protecting you. Right. And and, and he's walking into such a situation where he is so compromised already. Even if he thinks he can, like, maybe come in and maybe change the situation. How how are you going to see the problems of SBC when you're compromised on the basic level? Well, And I think I'm also thinking of, like, the SBC college presidents. I imagine, like, you know, catching a lot of flack or not, you know, saying what they said, having – Charlie Dates leave. I'm over sure they that. caught some smoke. Uh, and everybody's like, you know, you guys better. And this is a moment to be like, no, look, see, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, this this man has, has shown us Charlie's. Doing. He's a fool. Yeah, yeah. right. He, he, he is a fool. That's he, right. He's a fool and not a godly man at all. This uh, is ridiculous. And um, and so this is a moment for the for the um, Southern Baptist presidents to stand up and actually say that. Like, oh, like, that's a really good point, say Pastor. That, yeah. We drew the line here because we said, if you embrace this, you're not going to be biblical. Yeah. And look, look what happens. Look, yeah. he left. He threw a fit. He said, I'm out of right. here. That's exactly And what, what did he do? He ran right to this this church yep. uh, where he is now condoning implicitly homosexuality. During his inauguration. And the grooming of little kids into sexual perversion uh, by this by this woman. Just upsets me so much. Yep. And you know, you know what's really a shame is I, I made this comment earlier, right before we started the show, because I was a little upset that you're going to make me watch Lori, Mayor Lori. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I've had enough Mayor Lori from my for, yeah. for, for my whole life. You said something I need to say real quick before but, but, you say but that. No, I'm going to pray I'm, for her. No, I'm, oh, is that what you're going to say? I'm sorry. Th- this one was I'm sorry. It's, it's, uh, you, you did what I do. Don't do what I do. The real you're right. You right. The real shame in all this yeah. is that no one's loving that woman. That's right. Yeah. That's the That's real right. shame. No one is praying for her. No one has the. No one's actually loving her enough to tell her the truth. That's right. They're they're That's cheering right. her to hell. Yeah. Mm. Right. And I mean, with the scriptures. L- l- and 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 the woman is clearly unloved. Yeah. Right. She's clearly unloved. No one's ever loved her. I don't know her dad. I don't know her brothers. I don't know anybody around her, but no one's actually loved her. That's that's why that's why women go butch. That's why they yeah. reject the natural love of a man. Yeah. Because they're bitter, they're yeah. angry, and it's frequently because they've been mistreated and they've contributed their own sins to the process. But uh, we need to pray for that woman. Yeah. And we need to pray that God would actually raise up some real men who would actually love her enough. That's right. Uh, to care for her enough and tell her that she needs to repent of her sins. She needs to re- repent of her, her theological sins. Uh-huh. She needs to repent of rejecting the real God of the Bible whose name she invoked. Yep. And she needs to repent of her sexual sins. Yeah. Uh, and the ways that she's, and then of course all her political sins, the way she sinned against Chicago during the COVID pandemic. Yep. Hypocritical. He's embracing a tyrant on the stage. I know. So, yeah. you know, I got to say this and then I, I need to shut up because I'm going to say probably more than I need to, but it is easy to throw guilt in a fight against white people who are already feeling guilty about a situation. It is hard to preach the gospel to someone who is in love with their sin, yeah. 
And we will always yeah, yeah, that's right. find the ones who are taking the easy way out and mark them. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the easy way out. Right. Yeah. That is the easy that's, way out. That's great, Knox. Yeah. And and we need to say no. We we show no partiality. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no part. We can. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do one or the other. We can do both and. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, this is. Well, and he can't do either or. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pastor, Pastor Tiago. Yeah. Did I say it right, Pastor Tiago? So. We're going to talk Brazil next on Cross Politic. You don't want to miss it. It's hard to find out what's really going on over there. Well, yeah. We got somebody on the ground. Pastor Tiago up next on Cross Politic. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Would you have changed your whole sermon if you would have saw her out there in the congregation? I just wondered. Right like, if you're your pastor, she shows up at the church. Would you? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> Romans, here we go. Romans one. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Life Feast Network. Classical conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries across the world, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, visit their website today at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com. We're very grateful to have with us today on the show, Tiago McCart. I don't even, we didn't ask him about his last name, so I'm just, we're just going with it. That's good. Uh, pastor, he's a pastor of a small reformed church located in Joinville, South Brazil. Ooh. Uh, CREC candidate church, actually. Yeah. Uh, in addition to pastoring, he translates and edits uh, for Monerchismo. Yeah, should have practiced that too. <laughs> a reformed publishing house. Tiago and his wife, Sarah, have three children. Tiago, hey. thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. Uh, thank you for having me. And, uh, uh, yeah, let's let's jump in into into the subject. Yeah, Good. absolutely. So tell us um, tell us about um, the um, for, let's start with actually your former president. So so okay, your former president Jair Bolsonaro. Thank I, you. I nailed it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of kind of popular. Uh, I would say up here broadly with um, some of the like Trump supporters. Tucker Carlson liked him. Tucker liked him, and and so on. So. What was your yeah, yeah, sure. what was your assessment of the former president? Let's start there yeah. and then let's work our way into the election of the of your new president. Yeah, uh, Bolsonaro uh 
he is called the the uh, Trump of the tropics, right? Okay. So there's a lot of like people used to. Uh, they're usually doing some like comparisons between the two. So both of them are uh, very populists. Uh, they're like very very well received by by a large large groups of people. Uh, both of them are pro guns and anti abortion, promote family values and things like that. So there are a lot of uh, of similarities between uh, two of them. Uh, the two of them. But uh, uh, so Bolsonaro came to power now in, in 2018 after uh, a long, like eight, almost eight years, uh, almost 16 years, actually, for, of the um, Workers' Party in power in Brazil. So he was seen uh, and he was received by the people uh, as the guy that would come and it would change everything. And there's no corruption. He would not allow it. And so he would basically solve everything. Uh, and of course, uh, that's not exactly what happened. Uh, there were, there were lots of problems, uh, there. He did, uh, do some, some, uh, lots of good things, uh, I would say, uh, for the country. But at the same time, this, there was this, um, this tension between Bolsonaro and the, the media and the establishment and everything else. So. There was all of this going on, so if you if you see if you take a look to to his time in power, the last last four years, what you can see basically is how uh, Bolsonaro came to a clash with the the Supreme Court in Brazil. Mm. Okay, so to anyone that is looking outside into Brazil, trying to 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 see what is going on, one one of the important things that you can uh, that you can see happening here quite clearly. Is the the unlimited, unlimited power of the Supreme Court right now? Mm. So they are basically intervening in the other branches, the the executive, uh, and and also legislative power. They're uh, doing whatever they want basically, and there are no ways uh, to handle them. So uh, mm. I, I even mentioned to you before that uh, if you want to have an idea of how bad things things are in this sense like even the new york times is asking if they went too far if the supreme <laughs> court in brazil went too far uh -huh. wow so, okay so if the, if the new york times is asking if they are being repressive you can you can say something fishy is clearly going on right um so this is this is a a problem that was going on during his during his his government and they intervened a lot in in the process of the elections, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mainly, uh, the the whole thing could be, of course, traced back to when they they uh, quashed Lula's sentences, yeah, right. So Lula, the guy that was that that's uh, that is won the 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 presidency, he was in jail, right? He was uh, convicted, mm -hmm. um, and they quashed his. Uh, his sentence. So, so he he got twelve years, and he was in jail for five hundred and eighty days, if I'm not mistaken. What was he in okay. jail for? He was in jail for corruption. So okay. he was involved in the in this big scandal of corruption in Brazil, biggest scandal uh, in Brazilian history, and uh, that's that's what he he got convicted for. So he got out of jail on a technicality. Uh, because he was judged by the wrong court, uh, and it's not that it, it is not that there were there there wasn't any proof 
It's not that he was he was innocent. It is that there was a problem with the zip code and everything else. <laughs> so he was he was Fred, uh, and uh, he was eligible again. So he was the one chosen to run against Bolsonaro. Uh, and so at the time, nobody uh, people were like upset about it. They were criticizing it, but nothing like concrete was done to to stop what what was happening. Uh, and this was this is one of the many uh, ways in which our our Supreme Court intervened. Uh, so even Bolsonaro was not didn't take his stand against Lula getting out of jail, and he said basically that he would uh, he would rather uh, defeat Lula in in the elections. And we can see how well that went, right? Uh, so there's a whole that like we used to say here in Brazil that Brazil is not for beginners. Right. So this is like this is Latin America after all, <laughs> and you know we have our we have our ways of of messing things up. But, so Pastor but, uh, Tiago, um, the election, yeah. it, it's it, there's they're comparing the election between Lula and Bolsonaro, you know, to our kind of Trump Biden election. Uh, and one of the things that, right. yeah. uh, as I understand it, one of the charges that has also happened from Bar- Bolsonaro's group and, and supporters is that there was a fraudulent election and Lula got elected. Uh, what, I mean, is all, pretty much all elections have fraud in Brazil? And was this anything unique or different? Uh, as uh, I, I believe that, like in Latin America, you are, you are always doubting if the elections were clean. <laughs> I don't think this is, this would be something new, but uh, lots of things that, ha- that happen uh, may people to be to doubt this this election even more first uh, surely what happened in america and all the questions that were raised there about how things were, were handled in your last presidential election but and here of course bolsonaro said some things for example he said that if he lost the election was rigged you know yeah. uh, and yep. heard that before so, so yeah yeah exactly so you you have people that would follow him uh in any anything he would say and right. of, of course people would buy that too but uh, there were there were things that were, were happening for example in the in the runoff so our election uh, our election uh we have a first run so uh if no one no candidate gets more than 50 percent, you have a runoff one one month later basically yep so during the runoff the two top uh top guys uh, in the runoff were Lula and Bolsonaro. And during this time, for example, Bolsonaro's campaign, they filed, uh, they filed a petition asking for, for, for reveal because, uh, Lula's campaign were, were getting way more radio ads than Bolsonaro mm. was, was getting. Okay. So they, 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 they argued, uh, that that was a problem and they are legally required to have the same airtime. <laughs> so when this, this happened, and but but the the electoral court they dismissed it, mm. right? So people are like, okay, why are they dismissing it? What is happening? And so uh, and uh, other things that happen, and we we faced it even like uh, in 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 companies and in stores because here if you're going to vote, uh, there there are for for the president you have two numbers and you're going to use those two numbers to vote for a specific man. So Bolsonaro was twenty two. And Lula was thirteen, right? 
So uh, some some shops they wanted to support Bolsonaro and they would put on their on their uh, on their shops, for example, you have if you buy here you have twenty two percent of discount, right? Yeah, twenty two percent off sale. Yeah, uh, and 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 the court, the electoral court, ordered them to remove that. You couldn't do that. Okay, you couldn't do that. <laughs> okay, the electoral court ordered that you couldn't like in in the television television and media. You couldn't call Lula an ex-con. You couldn't say that Lula was anti uh, was uh, pro-abortion, right? You couldn't say that. If you said that, he would get a fine from what? the electoral uh, from the electoral uh, uh, electoral court. Wow. So, uh, if you ask me, I would say that that's a problem. You have censorship, and this is censorship. Right. This is a big problem. This is intervention, direct intervention in an in, in election, uh, and. So with with all this, it's not a surprise. And when the results came off and and Lula won, people were like, "Okay, this was stolen," hmm. you know. But this all of this is not like the same of hard proof, right? That this it, it's clear that the courts are acting uh, in a, in a way that they couldn't. Right. That this should be stopped, right? But but then after Bolsonaro lost, he he uh, his campaign filed another petition. Because according to them, the old voting machines had a problem. They couldn't be properly audited. <laughs> and then you couldn't be sure if the results were correct. Wow. His party, oh, the parties in Brazil, they are, they are supposed to oversee the electoral process, right? So his, his, his party, they filed a petition to reveal this. Find because they were raising questions about the election. Who right? got fined? So Who YouTube got fined? was censoring people talking and questioning the election. The party that filed the petition to they reveal the, the problem with wow. the voting machines. Oh, wow. Yes, Bolsonaro's party. Got fined okay? for asking questions. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, wow. they, they were asking for, a, for an investigation, right? And yeah. so, th this is, uh, so this is what I would say that the biggest problem we have clearly is the way uh, our Supreme Court is behaving in the midst of all of this. You know, uh, this is going on for a while and you have no way to like, there's no way to appeal from them because right. they are the Supreme Court. Except for, except for Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Chago, um, we're, we're right at the very end of our segment, but just really quickly, I know, I know there've been protests, pretty significant protests yeah. going on in Brazil as a result of the election. Um, what, um, just, can you talk to us a moment right. just about the, I mean, what's the spiritual condition of people yeah. in Brazil? And, and I know, you know, this is a massive topic, but just, I guess briefly, I mean, yeah. where are people at in terms of, you know, the, just their hearts and how they're thinking about this? Um, and, and particularly, I guess, with, as a pastor, um, what are you thinking? Nice. Like, what do these people, obviously they need Jesus, they need the gospel, but um, maybe even more specifically right. than that, um, what's their condition and, and how are you thinking about ministering to them in the midst of this political turmoil and chaos? Yeah. So Brazil is uh, heavily influenced by the, the new Pentecostalism. So we have a very, very big influence from the prosperity gospel in Brazil. Yep. This is very, very strong in here. Uh, and this, uh, like the evangelical, uh, the evangelical population in Brazil, so it's a big chunk of of our population. 
They were support. Uh, most of them were supporters of Bolsonaro, and and that was like this kind of uh, mixture between like Bolsonaro is talking about God and God is overall and and his pro family and and we believe this stuff, and I believe that that lots of people they they uh, ended up um, they ended up putting their faith in in, in the wrong person, you mm. know. So you have uh, the, Bolsonaro is called Jair Messias Bolsonaro, uh, but he's not our Messiah. Right. Ooh. Right. Right. And, and you, you do have a problem there. I don't. I don't believe that everybody did it. But uh, but uh, you know when you're talking New Pentecostalism and uh, and you're talking prosperity gospel, these people are no good in theology at all. So you can basically think how they think politically. Wow. Right. Right. So mm. this is this is a very a very bad mixture of things so what what we've we've done here although being a small a small congregation here in brazil is we even before the election we were going for example through second uh, first timothy and talking uh how god ordains us to pray for for uh leaders for the yeah. political uh the political uh leaders and and how we should understand that that we're not to pray to them, but for them, and and how we should understand this, and how Christ is King over over uh, all all kings, and how we we should understand that. And we were trying to 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 talk to people about it, and and even because of the turmoil in in, in the country right now, after uh, people's hopes that there would be a military intervention or something like that, seem seem to have gone away. Like people are. Basically thinking like, what is going to happen? Is Brazil going to become a, a new Venezuela? Like, what is going to be our future? And this, this may be a, a, this is actually a very good opportunity for us to to preach the gospel and to explain to them where, where they hope should be at and 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 things like that. So, uh, but but it is a mess. It is a mess because even if you if you get to reformed circles in Brazil. Uh, they're usually uh, not very, very firm, not very clear on how to think uh, over these things, and and kind of not very influent. And we, sometimes they're even leaning, uh, leaning towards the other side of the the spectrum. So you know, you have you have some problems there. We we don't yeah. know, we don't know anything about that in no, our country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so never, funny. Never heard of it. It's yeah. So funny talking to Tiago and just like it's it, there's very much very similar. Yeah, I want to ask him yeah. about. Like, can you stick around for a little bit? You got about five ten minutes to stick around. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, be praying for Brazil. Be praying for Pastor Tiago out there. Wow, this yeah. is. Be mm. praying for Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, be praying ah. for, and, and yeah, Charlie Dates. All right, if, yeah. if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work, and if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. 
Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency.